Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Edge Backstage Pass, the weekly podcast from the Tuesday night show at the London comedy store, The Edge. This week we are once again challenged by the internet in the British countryside, but everyone sticks to the task and a lot of fun has had, as well as more than just a little bit of much needed group therapy. Enjoy. Hi, this is Jeff Norcott, and I'm on the edge backstage pass. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jared Christmas, and I'm really happy to be here. Hello, this is the edge backstage pass, and I'm Ian Stone. Hello, this is Abigail Shaman. That's all I'm going to say. It's yes, right. it's all that's needed. I'm, yeah. I'm living in a farmhouse in Cornwall, so. Oh. Oh, that'll do it. Are you guys getting me? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you get me? Do you want to talk about anything specific? A lockdown, because there's not really news to discuss as such, is there? Or is there? Uh, there's a couple of exciting bits of news from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those. No one <laughs> has ever said that <laughs> sentence before. <laughs> I mean, when he said, yeah. said couple, I mean... Yeah, actually, I was <laughs> actually... Actually, now I'm thinking about it, couple is stretching. There's one exciting bit of news and from it New goes, Zealand. And it goes back a decade. What is... <laughs> what's the news from New Zealand? Uh, so they've gone from level four to level three. So they've opened up a lot of uh, takeaway restaurants and stuff like that. And in a town, in a city called Invercargill, KFC ran out of chicken, and they're not going to have chicken for two more days. <laughs> Was that right. on the first day? That's back? the that's the exciting news. And McDonald's announced McDonald's New Zealand announced nationwide they're going to have a shortage of lettuce. No one's going to McDonald's for lettuce. <laughs> no. It's like green water, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what's level... So level four is what we were level at four is, or what Spain four, was at? Yeah, level four was complete lockdown. Yeah. Like everything shut. Um, and then they made an announcement a week ago that to give people a week's notice that they're going to drop down to level three because... The case, the spread was barely one person a day. Yeah, I tell, tell you what, Jack, I think I think I've learned so, a lot from the New Zealand government this time, and I really think that Britain should become an island in the middle of nowhere with hardly anyone living there. Because <laughs> I think, on in, with hindsight, that really helps control the spread. Yeah, of the it does it does doesn't it? It does. Yeah. If, if no one gives a flying monkeys about your country, you hey. actually might be okay. <laughs> hey guys, it's not. Just because it's turned into shit over here, we don't need to slam New Zealand. Oh. What stage is your country of origin at at the moment? I don't think at a federal level, lockdown has ever been announced. So everyone's doing it at a state level. So like yeah. where my sister lives, uh, the necessary places that are open, she lives in Kentucky, so she can have open uh, grocery stores, pharmacies, liquor stores, uh gun stores and golf courses yeah those are essential to be open where's the shouting in the background coming from oh that uh, could be mine one? it oh. might be mine it might be mine my kids are in the house oh mine mine are playing are... grand theft auto in the next room so every so often from another room i hear just shoot him in the head just kill him. It's absolutely hilarious. I'm assuming they're playing Grand Theft Auto. I don't actually know. Well, they just found the bloke with the last uh, pack of bog roll coming back. <laughs> no, bog roll's not a problem anymore Not now. a problem anymore. Wasn't no. that crazy, though, that the problem with bog roll was all just down to panic buying. There was no shortage of bog roll. Well, it was the same with people. Same with most of yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't 
it wasn't just panic buying, was it? It was the fact that supermarkets are not set up for everyone to be shopping for everything they need all at the same time. They don't have the storage. Yeah. I know this is not comedy, but I'm just, you know, I've been reading yeah, about I that. I think storage is, uh, is the great untrodden territory of comedy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so once you hit middle age, I mean, storage generally, you've got, there's a certain listener, you've got their attention now. Yeah. And then, that's Jeff's tour show in 2021. <laughs> More yeah. storage, please. Additional storage. <laughs> we do love IKEA, don't we? Let's be fair. Yeah. And that is, you know, that is essentially a massive storage space, isn't it? And the Swedes are great at storage, aren't they? And they're also great at spreading chicken manure in parks. That was such a cool move. <laughs> They've got no lockdown, have they? I no. mean, their their deaths are starting to go up now, aren't they? Yeah, that's I mean, still. I mean, we're losing good-looking people now, aren't we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> well, apparently, you know that, that, that a lot of the our perception of lockdown is is governed by one or two photos online. So when we thought the parks were overrun, that was because of about three photos on Twitter, and we've we've all concluded that that Sweden is just carrying on as normal because there was that one photo of a street where people were sitting outside cafe yeah it's not i mean they're observing some pretty heavy duty social distancing but we just go to see, see the swedes right they haven't changed a thing the swedes <laughs> yeah um, i was chatting to a mate of mine who's uh on the outskirts of stockholm and he said the government hasn't said go into lockdown but most people are locking down although the schools are still open well so they are locking down because they've seen the numbers haven't they and they're, they're yeah. shit scared but abigail are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. You you were saying about in the United States, I think America, can we say fucked on this podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. America oh, it's is fucked. Cool. Can we say fucking fucked? Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you've... It this is, is fucking fucked. But this is what happens when you have an idiot in charge during a global pandemic, right? Well, I mean, there couldn't be more misinformation going out to the American public. And what's scary is a good amount of people are believing what the president said. So when he said, like, drink bleach, like, that's so dangerous. But at the same time, it's his his voting, the people who vote for him are the ones who are going to drink the bleach. So, like, swings and roundabouts, you know? Has anybody actually tried drinking bleach before we judge them, man? <laughs> at, there, there was in, no, seriously, in, uh, I think it was New Mexico... Uh, there were a call that the president said to put like some, it was specifically something to inject it and they tried it and they died. But were those weekly numbers of bleach ingestors higher than usual for New Mexico? The state? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is a very reasonable question to ask specifically about that state. Yeah. But yeah, but that doesn't in involve the essential synesthesia of what Trump is suggesting here. Crossing. Get your dictionary out. <laughs> Do, you know Do you know the only reason I know that is because there's a trance track called Synesthesia yeah, years ago. <laughs> and, and How are you? I was just desperate to know when I was off my tits in the middle of a breakdown. I was going, hang on, I don't even know what this word means. Me and Jeff <laughs> used to go clubbing quite a bit, right? Together? I mean, uh, together. Yeah, together. Yeah. And that's adorable. Wow. It is adorable. It, it is adorable. It, I, I, it, looked, it looked to me, I mean, when I turned up, people would say, you somebody's dad here to pick someone up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be standing outside going, ooh. I'm waiting. But no, me and Jeff went clubbing quite a lot. When we've been talking just before, when are we going back to doing stuff like that? How long before we can do that sort of stuff? 
the worrying thing is, is the percentage of the public that seem to be sort of okay with this. Like, you know, there are a lot of people that are particularly averse to going back to enclosed spaces, theatres, restaurants, and so on. It is, it's worrying for our game. But then I would argue that there were probably a lot of people that didn't want to go to those places before. Ask them, do you want to go to uh, a restaurant? They're like, no, I still don't want to go to a restaurant. Um, well, everyone keeps saying it's not going to go back to normal ever again, is it? It's all going to be no, changed. But why? Why is that? Why are they saying that? That's well, rubbish. I, I think it will be changed a bit, but I don't think it will change for theatres and hopefully comedy clubs. People will still want to go out, but I guess there will be a hesitation to be crammed into Monkey Barrel, Camden, <laughs> you know. It's, Top it's secret. A, um, you know, if only there was a comedy club in London with the sort of layout that could accommodate social distancing, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder oh. if there's such yeah. a place, Simon. Is there? You know what, though? I'll be honest. Whenever I've been in a theatre and it's half full, and an, uh, as an audience member, a half full theatre, and everyone's decided to give themselves two seats distance, it's a delicious and comfortable experience. Yes. I yeah. think audiences would love it. It would be luxurious. It'd be like first class on a plane. Yeah. Or, and actually, or speaking of planes, plus, let's not speaking of planes, how much more now. enjoyable is it on a plane when no one's sitting next to you? True. When you get those exactly. three seats. Exactly. Beautiful. I mean, like, you know, they'll have all gone bust, but theoretically. Exactly. There is that. Theoretically, yeah. you're, you're, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> there is that. I, I, I said to you before this started that we are social animals and there is a need for a shared experience. We've all been to Glastonbury and music festivals and you, we need I to never went that. clubbing with you though, Ian. You, and Jeff, well, about that. No. Jeff was the one who organised that, all right? It was nothing did to you do with Did you two ever get off your tits on ecstasy and end up kissing? Is there, um, are we recording this? <laughs> yes. yes. Well, yes. Are we there did, pictures then. of that? If you did, <laughs> well, we did a few gay clubs. We did go to a gay club. We went to fire, and Jeff took me through each room, showing me the room, going, "This room is marginally gayer than the last." <laughs> and I would say to him, "Well, that's a fine distinction, Jeff. It just appears to be a little bit." Well, I mean, I was, got some. I was very big on the gay scene between, I would say, two thousand and six to maybe ten. I was uh, a scene queen, and I know nice. that might seem. I was, I was seen that. I was, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the lads. I enjoyed the company. It's it a great vibe. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, fair enough. But yeah. I think there's a need I, for humans to do that. Sorry, Abigail, you were going to say. I was just going to say. On that note, I feel like when the lockdown ends, uh, Jeff and you should take the rest of us clubbing. We should yeah, well, be the social animals we are. Yeah. Into the, the slightly is, more gay than the other room. The problem is with being a straight guy. <laughs> the problem with being a straight guy, gay clubbing is, is there was a certain age where I could just about get away with it. But I know something about being straight is when you hit 40, you look so much more straighter. Do you know what I mean? Like it really comes in hard. <laughs> so what about 57? <laughs> actually, it starts to go back the other way. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take really... you. I got this. I got this, guys. You you both just put glitter in your beards. It's like, like a new thing. Everyone's doing it. You'll look young and hip. Trust me. All of you. Every what? single one of you. All four and of you. Beards. Can I just say from experience of putting glitter in my beard? 
um, <laughs> that uh, it's really hard to get out. But also, weirdly, I was shitting glitter for, I don't know, about a week because, you know, you've got glitter on your bed and you eat, some of it gets into your food, and it just comes out. And I know there's that saying, you're just it rolling a turd like and glitter. It sounds you had a magical week. Yeah. <laughs> if, you had, if you had beetroot and peanut butter, what a Ooh. experience. Mate, brutal. I forgot that I had asparagus the other night. Um, forgot? And, yeah, yeah. And then in the middle of the night, went for a very smelly wee and panicked about it and genuinely a thought popped into my head, is this a symptom of coronavirus? <laughs> well, <laughs> why, can I ask a question then? Because the two foods we all know that your wee smells of after you've eaten is asparagus and sugar puffs, right? Sugar puffs? Yeah. No, no, no. sugar puffs is, is uh, it smells like sugar puffs, but it yeah. doesn't come from sugar puffs. That no. is, you really do need to see a doctor for that one. <laughs> Okay. And do you know this? Asparagus, we, um, not everybody can smell it. It's a genetic thing. Well, only the people in the room, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but there are weirdos out there who can't smell asparagus and we, and it's well, a genetic thing. That might be coronavirus, because you do lose your sense of smell, don't you? Or True. taste. You guys <laughs> One of those. You're all over the place, Ian. I love it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm seventy percent sure that I had. I had the corona. I had, I had the vid. Really? I, I yeah. think I might have done really? as well. Actually, I think I might have done. I was ill for a yeah. long period. Ill. And if, then, did you, did you just suddenly get better? Like when you just when you thought, oh, this, I might, I might have to seek help, and then suddenly. I got a lot better. I, I mean, I still was like dodgy for a while, but just improved radically. I didn't have the smelling thing, but I had all the other symptoms. I know. It, it, I, I was ill and then I was slightly better and then I was ill again. Right. And it took about seven weeks. Um, Ian, does that mean you're going to get another passport now because you've had corona? <laughs> Are they doing health passports? Are they I oh, about I see. Doing... Oh, I see. I'm hoping for a blue one, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you could get the good thing about a corona passport is you could get the doctor to sign it while you're there yeah. in the diagnosis. Do yeah. you remember? Do you remember the days when you used to get a passport when you were younger and you had to get a professional person to sign the back of the photo? You still do. Do you? Yeah. yeah. All right. And we had to go to the doctor because he was the only professional person that we knew. You know, you can get a landlord. So I've just been getting the lady who runs the pub across the road from my house to sign my photos. Landlord is not. Wait a minute. Landlord How is many, totally one of them. What? Wait, wait, back up. How many passport photos are you getting made? Like it's one every 20 years. I've, I've been operating. No. Are you constantly going to your yeah. landlord? For I've bath? been operating. Um, I've been doing a bit of uh, criminal stuff you know i need a number of passports at the moment. well i had to get my shingles passport because i've had that <laughs> do you think maybe the way to go with comedy clubs is to do testing on the way in so you get yeah. tested on the way in and if you're fine you let in and if you're not fine you and everyone in your party has to go home i'm pretty yeah. confident the comedy store can uh, do testing better than what this government's done well Let's go. Can it's we not... do a, a hypothetical exercise? Yeah. How yeah. do you think uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic would have been handled in this country if the 
Greens were in charge. Well, Let's I go through them all. Greens, Lib Dems. Oh, okay, okay. So the Greens would have just stopped all air travel, but they would have done that before the virus had been identified and then claimed that they were just, that, that's why they did it. Um, they wouldn't, the, the Greens, I think the Greens would go into lockdown, but never come out of lockdown. <laughs> they they just say, um, no, this is <clears throat> still too dangerous out there. Yeah. Are we going to yeah. finally meet our CO2 targets then, do you reckon, this month? Oh, this yeah, country? that's a point. I think we might actually meet Well, them. I mean, you wonder how many people are not going to die because of the decent air quality, as opposed to the deaths from yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. To make a serious point for a second. I haven't been parked outside uh, the school dropping my kids off with my diesel running on, uh, you know, pumping out fumes. So oh, well, that's definitely yeah. going to help. I mean, all those four-wheel drives that are not driving around North London. The, the yeah. rough terrain of Hampstead yeah. and Belsize Park. <laughs> I had to, I had a weird, weird moment with my car the other day where I walked past it and I just felt like it was looking at me like, like, mate, did I do something here? Did I? <laughs> I well, you like, were saying, you were saying the other day on Twitter, you got a tenner that you've had for about a month. Do you know I spent it? Yeah. Immediately after that, I just felt I can't have this same tenor here that just was like it kind of crawled out and just went, What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was also there was I saw a bumblebee as well and just going about his business. It just hovered in front of me, was like, Where is everyone, mate? Like it's just <laughs> I was like, oh, are there's you... been this thing, you know, just <laughs> by the way, are you having weird dreams? Because um, I the people the people next door to me really annoy me. And I've been trying to, I've been sort of lying in bed at night, trying to think of ways to kill them without getting spotted. Right? That's, that's not dreaming, Ian. That's no, not, mate. Isn't it? Oh, right. It's premeditated murder. That's no, but what I was yeah. thinking was... No, but this is a I podcast, not therapy, Ian. No, but what I was thinking was, hear me out, right, okay. is a blowtorch where the arrows have got like a bee on them, right? So you put poison on the end and then you blow. And so what happens is you find someone dead and there's a dead bee next to them. And then they think they died of the stick. Was, was the bee alive when you blew it out of your blow dart thing? It's not a real bee. It's, a, it's just a model. It's a very good model. Of a yeah, but then they're going to figure out it's a model when they... <laughs> What you're saying, I have to kill a bee, and then yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I love out of this whole plan of killing a person, you're bolting <laughs> at killing a fucking bee. You don't have to live next door to the fuckers. <laughs> no, I've, I've had some, some real, I don't know if it's the mind's way of compensating for the lack of other activities. So at night, it just takes you on a little, on a little tour. Do you know what I mean? You want to, you want to see some mad shit tonight? Yeah. I've, I've had some, but they haven't been particularly scary, just but unbelievably detailed and vivid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I woke up. I woke up with a fear this morning. I'm never going to work again. So I woke up. My, I woke up, Rosie, and I said, yeah. I said to her, "What I've been dreaming about." She went, "Go back to sleep, you fool." <laughs> <laughs> that worked. That worked. <laughs> um, I haven't really been having weird dreams, but I've been. Uh, I tell you what's been fun: mood swings. That's oh. been fun. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I always thought I was quite an upbeat, positive person all the time. Oh, but yeah. Lockdown has shown me that I can turn into a real asshole for no reason. Oh, yeah. we've all, wow. well, Abigail, what about you? You having mood swings or dreams, weird dreams? I'm definitely having mood swings. I threw a Henry Hoover across the floor today, uh, which was exciting. Yeah. He deserved it. I'm, first of all, like, because of uh, what's happened in our personal lives, Tom and I have relocated to Cornwall, so I'm staying in a farmhouse, and I have cleaned 
a London flat before, but a farmhouse, you have to use five different plug sockets in order to clean the whole house. And I'm a one kind of socket kind of girl. And I couldn't hear so much in their stairs. There's stairs and there's a cat and the cat has hair and hair everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you clean, the cat hair is always there. And so me and Henry had to have a talk and he lost. Well, there was a touch paper there that got lit. Also, I haven't been having weird dreams, but my boyfriend uh, woke up today and explained to me that he had a dream that he had a different girlfriend and she had to go to space which was weird for him because usually in all of his dreams he always knows he has a girlfriend so he never is like with anyone else in his dreams and that's when I realized that my boyfriend is more faithful than I will ever be to him because I'm fucking all kinds of people in my dreams. <laughs> but what about his space girlfriend? What about, is she still out there in, in the universe? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Apparently she was shot into space before he woke up. Yeah, but So like my a, competition is gone. But like a comet, those things come back round. What if she just slingshots around the sun? <laughs> And once a year, like Haley's Comet, he, wow. he's doing that. Has this degenerated somewhat? I realised about lockdown is that um, you really have to consider, like, before you say anything that could lead to a row, because the stakes for a domestic are so high right now. Mm. Like, you think, I cannot, like, I can't, like, go and storm out of the house for more than an hour. No, where yeah. are you going to go? So you've got, it's real like proper Cuban Missile Crisis stakes like. <laughs> what, what, it's like, not, sorry Jeff, it's not like the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> yeah, it met my wife stole it. <laughs> there you have, haven't you? I have, I've been clubbing with her. Just all of you have been clubbing. No, no, yeah. me and me and his wife went separately. Yeah, and you remember Abu Goliath when we all went clubbing and Simon, <laughs> yeah. Guys. Oh yeah. my god. Jeff, so we've got good. a moment later on, by the way. Tonight, to go clubbing? Are you guys arranging to go clubbing again? <laughs> House party clubbing. <laughs> So there we have it. We're all looking forward to hitting the clubs with Jeff when all of this is over. Next up, a snippet from a very lively show that happened just before Christmas, where Jared and Jeff are joined on stage by Roger Monkhouse and Paul Thorne, and a guy in the front row called Greg is making himself part of the show. Jared Christmas, everybody. Thank you very much. Ebergalia, everybody, make some noise. Uh, this next section of the show is called Burning Issues. Who's seen Question Time? Yeah, this is nothing like it. Uh, we've got a panel of experts, of comedians. Uh, we're going to throw some topics at them, and they are going to lay their smack down on it. Hey, eh? you like a bit of smack, don't you? Uh, so, um, this is the panel here, uh, representing those with a full head of hair, is yeah. Jeff Norcott. Um, very much a minority up there. Not at Right said Fred, I've got a new drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I do look like Ant McPartland though, if he was... Uh, I've got a fucking big spam, haven't I? Let's be honest. I'm getting there, lads. I'll be there. Yeah, we are the future. I think it's realistic. To I, observe. I believe in you, mate. I believe in you, and I'll be with you guys soon as well. Yeah, you will. Thinking, thinking of becoming religious, because I hear that Judaism has a hat that could help me. Uh, so, 
Greg's bought into the look as well. He tonight, fucking loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Greg loves fucking it. Greg's done that well. And he's pulled downstairs. Neither of us are your dad, Greg. No. I think no. you can relax about Shit, that. No, no. But if they put their heads together, they like might look like the thing that your dad shot you out of. Um, so uh, that's Greg dealt with. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are nearing the end knobs. of the year. We look like knobs. That's the joke. <laughs> there. Uh, now I get it. We are uh, nearing the end of the year, and I thought, what what a great way for us to celebrate your favourite news stories of the year. Um, and, and you guys as well, if there's, if there's something that you thought was fucking brilliant that happened earlier, Theresa May dancing, mate, wasn't that a good moment? Doink. Yeah. Touched his nose. Fucking loved it, didn't he? Loved it. Love, look at that face. He fucking loves it. Little button nose. Um, Jeff, Jeff, what, what tickled you this year, news story-wise? Uh, Extinction Rebellion. I yes. Think. Tickles everyone, doesn't <laughs> those, it? Those pricks. Right? I, in fact, turn the lights up. Let's do it just to piss them off. You know what I mean? Let's, let, let's have a fucking electricity party here. Right? Hey! <laughs> Fuck you, Greta. Um, Greta. Did anybody see that thing with Greta Thunberg as well? Like She's going, how dare you? How dare you? You stole my dreams. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's like we fucking changed the Wi-Fi password. We can calm down, huh? Jesus Christ. And did you see, right, there were two key moments with Extinction Rebellion this year, right? One of them was uh, when they, got, they stole a fire engine, right, and they filled it full of red paint. And um, the did you see this video? It's fucking hilarious, right? And the idea was they were going to spray the treasury with red paint for all the blood that will be shed because of the planet climate situation, right? But they put their smallest little girl in charge of the hose, right? Now, it actually takes quite a lot of upper body strength to hold a fireman's hose. So basically, when it started, she was like... It was like fucking snowflake rodeo. It was... And then you saw you know, the thing at Cannon Town as well? When, the, when they... When they stormed the trains yeah. in Cannon Town. Oh, and they idiots. pulled that guy down like he was being absorbed by Cockney <laughs> zombies. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, all that fur flying, they threw his falafel wrap up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Greta Thunberg is... is I, I, you know, I hope... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> He's more likely to be my son, I like to think. <laughs> Better looking. Greta Thunberg... Is, and, and I hope this doesn't seem overly reactionary. I don't know whether we've got other parents of teenage girls in the room. Uh, but that's not fucking right, is it, Greta Thunberg? She should be out with her mates getting pissed in the bus shelter and getting fingered on the swings in the park at her age. She shouldn't be travelling the world on a fucking yacht lecturing people like that. Roger is available for children's parties. I, 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 it's, it's also I'd, I'd split the room again, haven't I? There. It's also very rare for uh, for Jeff to be not the most right person yes. on a show. Yeah. Uh, so great. So I take it, Extinction Rebellion. You're a big fan of Jeff. Well done. Mm -hmm. Putting uh, putting your uh, ideas across there. Uh, anybody out here got a news story they want to hear uh, the panel fucking deal with? Hold on. Who said that? Put your hand up if you said something. Right. Excuse me, I'm coming out to you. Coming out to you. Hello, mate. What's your name? And where do you come from? Uh, Shane, I'm from Ireland. Shane? <laughs> from an island? <laughs> All right, Shane from an island. Keep it fucking vague, mate. Um, 
So, uh, Islander Shane. Uh, what? Truly, it must be Love Island, Shane. <laughs> uh, Shane, Shane, Shane O, Shanester, Shanester Rooney, Shane Ramadingo. Shane O. Um, Shane O. Hey, he's got no Shane. You can fuck off as well, mate. Shane, what what news story do you want the uh, panel to How's deal with? Well, Jared from Two Islands, Thomas Cook. <laughs> Thomas Cook. Technically, there's three though, mate. Hate to pull you up on that. North Island, South Island, Stewart Island. Oh shit, I'm so sorry. It's Thomas Cook. Thomas Cook. There used to be four, didn't there, Jared? But one of them erupted. Is that not correct? Ooh. 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 Too soon. Arguably making it a bigger island. Did they get them back? Did they get them back from the places that they were on holiday? It's hard to be sympathetic when they go, these poor people are stuck at an all-inclusive resort. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Wish I had some volcanic ash cloud in my life, for fuck's sake. Moaning cunts. Um, <laughs> uh, Roger Monkhouse, what do you think of Thomas Cook? Thomas Cook were caught out by the online revolution because they were, of course, a high street operation and, and you, they failed to move with the times and you've got to move with the times, haven't you, Michael? Um, yeah. <laughs> otherwise you get tragically left behind and, 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 and the younger amongst you, this is the world we live in, anyone under 25, uh, Greg, so I would imagine, uh, you'd be fucking looking out your social media status whilst we... You've got your chain of bakeries on the high street, haven't yes, you? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> You've sent a few cock shots whilst we've been sat here, Greg, I would sort of imagine. They're called dick Some pits. of the apps. Roger, they? they're oh, called uh, dick pits. That's why they always get returned. Um, get with a program, TikTok, motherfucker. Some of these apps are fucking Snapchat, brilliant. bitch, right, kids? Some of the apps we <laughs> now live with are fucking brilliant. Airbnb, yeah. I'm a recent convert to. Cock um, shots. Airbnb. Cock shots is for Some of you all know what the fuck I like. Roger is so old, he sends dick portraits. <laughs> and so that's it from episode 14 of The Edge Backstage Pass. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have time, please head over to iTunes and drop us a review. That really helps to spread the word. You have been listening to Abigail Shimon, Jeff Norcott, Ian Stone and Jared Christmas. On stage, we also had Paul Thorne and Roger Monkhouse. This podcast is recorded, edited and produced by me, Simon Mason. And special thanks, as always, to The Edge producer, Mr. John Connor. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.